Lions, Bengals, and Bears, none of my guys scared. Chase rumbling, any one of them guys there. Wayne Young and he hungry, I pray we patient with him. I pray he leave with some money, I pray he leave with his health. Yeah, uh, the physical and mental. The thing I like about football is that stats kill opinions. This rap shit, I lick the niggas, I ain't about to knock it. This whole summer I was buying all the winter product. And I tried being peaceful, but my peace was getting bothered. So no doubt we got them Eagles, we go Carson Wentz, Stefani. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 175 of Electrified. This is Eric Lyons. We are on the road to 200. We can we can start the countdown now. You know what I mean? We're 25 away, right? Yeah, 25 or 24. I don't know. I hate countdowns. I do, but we are on our way. Okay, we are in the fourth quarter. Of the 100s now, it is now we can start to count down to, to episode 200. Now, episode 200 is probably going to be a couple months from now, depending on the schedule. If, if the episode schedule picks up or an episode 200 can be anywhere in there now. But we're going to slow walk the dog. We're going to take our time because it's been a journey and 200 episodes is going to be big, God willing. So... Right now we're at one seventy five. This is a big episode too. That's another another uh benchmark episode. So let's clap it up for episode one seventy five. Alright. Can't be mad at that. Uh it's been an, it's been a very interesting week. It's been a very interesting week, man. We have some good things to talk about, some interesting things to talk about. Baseball is back. Baseball is back. Last time I talked to y'all, I was saying free the guys. Well the guys free, man. Baseball is back. The season is starting. Everything is happening. We're still getting 162 games. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. So I'll break down the full uh, new CBA agreement. And, um, yeah, man, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll talk about everything that happened in the NFL this week because a lot happened. A lot happened. Okay? A lot happened. So, Man, excuse me. What, do you, what are you doing? What are you doing down there? Relax. Sorry, y'all. Y'all know who that is. Izzy, relax. Okay? I walked her already, so she won't be cutting our show short today. Okay? Um, let's start off, man, with the Rogers domino effect. All right? Because he kicked this off. He kicked the week off. Tuesday, he kicked the week off by announcing his decision. I feel like we were all waiting on what he had to say. I feel like everybody in the league was waiting for it. And, you know, with him making his decision, whatever decision would be, everything else would fall behind it. I said that. I, I, I said this off uh, off air. I was talking about it at work. I was just saying, like, I think that everybody's waiting to see what he's going to do. And whatever he does will determine what else happens around the league. And that's exactly what happened. So Tuesday, it was reported, it was announced uh, that Aaron Rodgers will be signing an extension with the Green Bay Packers. Now, the details have yet to be formally disclosed, even though the media is still reporting uh, the four years, 250 million. I mean, excuse me, two four years, 200 million, 153 guaranteed. That would make him the highest played player in NFL history. Now, my guy Pat McAfee, he broke the news first. Then Ian had tweeted out the deal. Then Pat said that's not the deal. So as of right now, 
everybody is still running with the four years, two hundred million. I mean, and if that's really the deal, I'm not mad at it. Honestly, I mean, come on, the guy's back, back MVP. The Packers had a plan for him to be gone by now. Back in 2020, when they drafted Jordan Love, they thought Aaron Rodgers was at the end of his rope, and he showed them and everyone else that he is still him, him McGraw, Hemi Turner, um, you know, Hemothy Thatcher. Like he, he still is that guy. Uh, two back to back, you know, back to back MVPs. He burned the league down. They pissed him off, and they didn't plan for this. Uh, this was on the fly. This had to happen on the fly. This was not the plan a couple years back, and. Here we are, man. I'm not mad at it. Whatever the money is, I'm not mad at it, honestly. I would rather see him in Green Bay and finish his career in Green Bay than somewhere else. You know what I mean? So, happy for Aaron Rodgers. Happy that the Packers got that deal done or, you know, on their way to getting it done. And I just think that his best shot at winning is in Green Bay, and I'll talk about that later. But, all right, so Aaron Rodgers announced that he's staying with the Packers. That deal comes out. This would lead to a domino effect. And I have a theory. I don't think I've heard. I haven't really watched anything other than Pat. And nobody else has said this. Um, Here's my theory. I think that Aaron Rodgers' decision impacted three teams. The Broncos. (coughs) Excuse me? Hey. Izzy, be quiet. Shush. Shut up. Gosh. Izzy, be quiet. I'm trying to work here. No. 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 As I was saying, before I was rudely interrupted, the Broncos, obviously, Seattle, Seahawks, and the Washington football team. I'm not calling them the commanders. I hate that name. It's stupid. I like the Washington football team better. It flowed off the tongue. I got used to it. That's what I'm going to call them this season on this show and in real life. We will not be referring to them as the commanders. That's a terrible name. They are the Washington football team. Now, here's, here's my thing. The Broncos, they go out and get Nathaniel Hackett, right? Take somebody else from Green Bay. Okay. They need a quarterback. They're thinking we need a quarterback. We have things here already. But we need a quarterback. All right, we, we, we got the OC from Green Bay. He's our head coach now. We already know he has a great relationship with Aaron Rodgers. It's already been rumored last season that we were trying to get Aaron Rodgers. So let's, let's go get him now. I believe the Broncos were waiting for Rodgers to make his decision. Whether that was going to be, you know, I want to trade, I want to retire, or I'm going to stay in Green Bay. Okay? They had a package, I believe they had a package similar or worth more than the one they sent to Seattle. They sent the haul to Seattle. Some picks, three bodies, all right, including Drew Locke. I think that maybe it would have been a little more sent to Green Bay. I think they may have sent a wide receiver to Green Bay. I think it would have been sent based on what Green Bay would have needed uh, to make up for what they were losing. Because I think if they lost Rodgers, then they would have lost Devontae Adams as well. So, 
I think the hall would have been a little different, but it still would have been a hall. I think the hall they sent to Seattle was more fit for Seattle. I don't think it was a standard hall. I think it was a a, a, a circumstantial hall. I think given the circumstances, you know, who they were trading for, where they were trading, uh, and where they were tra- sending their people, it was it was based on that. Um, so I believe that they had something cooking for a Green Bay trade as well. Now, I believe that Seattle was waiting to see if a Broncos and Packers trade would happen. Because if the Broncos send a haul to Green Bay and they get Aaron Rodgers, right? I believe that Seattle would have looked at that trade and said, well, if they're getting that for Rodgers, what can we get for Russ? Because I remember last week their intentions was to not trade him. Yeah, this business is nasty. Everybody in the NFL is a liar. We knew that wasn't true. So they were just waiting to see how much they could get for Russ. If the Broncos traded for Aaron Rodgers and Packers sent him to Denver and they got a big haul, they would have asked for much higher. Truly believe that. Truly believe that. Then I believe that that would have kept Russ in the NFC. Either not getting traded or they would have sent him to Washington. Now, Washington did throw their hat in the ring for Russ, but the Broncos was missing out on Rodgers. They already missed out on Rodgers. They were, I believe they were already set on Wilson as their second option. They claimed that Wilson was their first option. I don't believe that. That's a lie. That's a lie. That's a lie. Okay, we've all shot our shot. At the bad best friend. Didn't make it. Then ended up with the homegirl. Or we all wanted the bad bestie. Right? We all wanted the bad bestie at one point. But we met the friend first. And it was like, damn. We can't get her now. But I'm special. I'm built different. I'll get them both. But that's another topic. But. (laughs) Um. Yeah, so they already were set on Wilson, right? The Broncos were set on Wilson. So whatever the Washington football team sent to Seattle wouldn't have matched the haul the Broncos was sent. And, the, you know, they were sending some picks over there, but I just think that they were already foregone on sending him to see, uh, to Denver. You get him out the, out the conference and, um, you know, to the AFC, and that's what they would end up doing. But then... It's the only time I'm going to refer to them as the Commanders, right? The poor Commanders would then end up trading Carson. I'm absolutely cooked, Wentz. That's who they traded for. Carson Wentz. Bro, when the trade happened, I'm at work, right? I've got NFL Network on at work. You know, when somebody gets traded, they'll play a montage of them, right? Or anything happens. They're talking about them before they start the uh, the segment. They'll play a video package of the players they're going to be talking about. It was just a bunch of sacks, um, interceptions from Carson Wentz. No good highlights from Carson Wentz as a Colt. I was dying. I was like, damn. So the Colts get rid of Carson Wentz, and now they're in need of a quarterback. But they're not a part of this theory. They just, but they are a part of the domino effect because with the Rodgers thing happening. 
They end up sending their guy. I believe they were already going to trade their guy, though. I, I believe that was already being set in motion. I just think it was a matter of where and when. Um, so they sent him to Washington, and now they're in need of a quarterback for the fifth year in a row. Um, the name was being mentioned, uh, Jimmy G. There's uh, a couple other guys being mentioned. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, Jordan Love. Th- that's interesting. Um, but right now, I believe we are waiting on the Deshaun Watson stuff to, to resolve. Uh, I believe we'll be getting some updates on that today. Uh, as it goes to grand grand jury today, uh, but we're we're still we're still waiting on that. All right, we're still waiting on that. We have no clue how that's going to go, and what what implications that that will have on his football life, right outside of his real life. Um, but everybody, all eyes on Sean Watson today, and if anything comes of that, so we're just going to wait on that. But as far as the Colts go, they need a quarterback. Okay, and they got rid of the one they just traded for. This is crazy, man. This is crazy. But as far as Carson Wentz in Washington goes, man, he's back in the NFC East. But this time he's just a little further down 95, down there in Washington, down there in Landover, Maryland. And um, I hate to say this. I don't wish I'm not. I don't wish injury on anybody. I don't like to say anybody going to get hurt or. Anything of that nature, but but um, Carson Wentz he might tear his knee off the gristle down there in FedEx Field, like like off the bone. Like y'all know that field is cursed. Like if he's breaking both of his ankles and Lucas Oil, what the hell do you think is going to happen at FedEx? My God! But we're going to pray for Carson Wentz. We don't want that to happen to him. We want him to be healthy, right? We want him to have a good year, okay? But um, oh man, it's, that field is cursed. Curse! You got the ghosts of Joe Theismann, the ghosts of Robert Griffin III, the ghosts of Alex Smith, the ghosts of Chase Young, the ghosts of just who else got hurt down there, man? AP is just awful down there, man. Terrible place to play football. Terrible place to play football. Um, but as far as Rogers, back to Rogers, man. If if Rogers doesn't stay with the Packers. I really think uh, a lot looks different. With that being said, I think a deal will get done for Devontae Adams, who was tagged by Green Bay. A couple guys were tagged around the NFL. I believe the Buccaneers tagged Chris Godwin. Um, Dalton Schultz from the Cowboys was tagged. Um, Mike Gesicki from the Dolphins was tagged. A lot of guys got tagged, but I think uh, most of these guys will end up with a long-term deal or you know a couple-year extension, but we'll see. Uh but this offseason has been nuts already. This week has been crazy. This week has been so wild. I honestly forgot Calvin Ridley got popped for being a bad gambler. And a very dumb one. So let's talk about Calvin Ridley. Because a lot of people made some great points and made sense. I didn't speak my piece on it because I was waiting to to, to record. Um, about the, the, the suspension and the length of his suspension. Now, Calvin Ridley was caught gambling. You know, the, the investigation showed he was gambling while he was away from the team. Um, placed a couple parlays. And the, Val- the Falcons were involved in one. Uh, I think it was to beat the Jags. Money line and 
you know, and he plays some bets on the NFL. You can't do that. You can't do that. It's not, it's not, uh, it's against the rules, okay? It is against the rules, and it does, you know, deter the integrity of the game. It makes people look at the game a little different. It makes players look at the game a little different. And with all the gambling being legalized, we still have to remember gambling is not legal in like a lot of states still, right? And it's still a very frowned upon thing. Sports gambling is still frowned upon. But now that it's being so, it's so popularized right now with the legalization of everything and FanDuel and everybody has an app and MGM and, um, you know, anybody you can think of, right? Caesars, everybody has a sports book. And everybody has an app, and it's all in your face. They're playing the commercials during the NFL games. Like, they're partnering with these people. This is happening. You understand what I'm saying? So, with all that being said, when you hear the news that Calvin Ridley will be suspended for a full season and won't be eligible to be reinstated until February 23rd, it's like, well, what the hell did he do? Oh, he gambled on NFL game. Izzy, what what do you want, babe? What do you want? Seriously, what do you want? I'm I'm trying to work here. Okay, she wanted some food, so she's eating. Anyway, so, um, yeah, man, you you, you can't do that. You can't do that. Not as an NFL player. Uh, I don't even think if you work for the NFL, you can gamble on NFL games. So. I'll start with the punishment. All right, one year is crazy. A full season is kind of wild, but being as though this is the first time this has happened in a long time, especially now, like I said, with sports gambling being so in your face now, I think that they had to make an example out of Calvin Ridley, obviously, because who's to say this is not going on around the league with not just Calvin Ridley. I think Calvin Ridley is just the one who got caught. But I think this is now going to be a message to anybody else who is doing it. If you get caught, this is what, what will happen. But you got to think, if the suspension was a little lighter or the punishment was a little lighter, then guys would be like, oh, I can get away with this. Or I'll be all right if I miss a couple games or they find me or something like that. But no, 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 no. They're going to take a year of football away from you. So, yeah, don't do this. Don't do this. And then you compare that. People were comparing that to suspensions of guys who beat their kids, beat their wives, or um, done anything else obscure outside of football. Outside of football. I think this, this is where it comes down to. The NFL, they're not a judicial system. They're not law enforcement. So when they suspend people, uh, when they're doing stuff off the field, I think it's different because it didn't happen. It didn't have anything to do with the game. So the suspensions that they give for somebody who gets in trouble off the field, I think they're different because this has to do with football. This cheapens the game. It makes people think, well, who else is doing it? Refs, uh, anybody, you know, are they influencing the game? Are they rigging game? Like, that's that's where it comes. I think that's what it boils down to. Uh, this punishment was fit for somebody who broke a NFL law because you got like they know they're not supposed to do this. They know that 
this is a this is a thing that they are aware of. So if you know that and you willingly break that law, well, we got to show you you can't. You're not. No, we're not playing around with this. So I think that's why the suspension was so harsh, and I think you know. I don't think people totally got that. Now I I do agree. You know, if you do do something nasty outside of football, you should be suspended a little more than four games or, or, or two games. Like, you understand what I'm saying? But this is the punishment he got because it had to do with the game. You cannot, as an NFL player, gamble on NFL games. Like, no, it's just my thing is, dog, there's too many other sports out here. You got basketball. You got boxing, you got soccer, you got hockey, you got baseball. You can gamble on anything in the world, bro. Just not just just not the one you work for. Come on, man. You got to be smart. And then it's like, all right, if you want to do it, I, they they clearly saw your name in the system. Why? Why wouldn't you like use a different email? Use your cousin's stuff. Like you didn't. You you, you probably your, your joint was probably like C Ridley. 12 at yahoo.com They said oh we got him Like that's probably what happened man Like you gotta be smarter If you're gonna, if you're gonna do something and That you know is wrong it, At least try to be smart about it You know what I mean I don't know man I just I, I can't feel bad for the guy Because it's like Then he tried to defend himself on Twitter And he was saying he only spent 1500 He doesn't have a gambling problem It's like alright buddy Shh Stop because now you're telling on yourself, and it's just like you look dumb. You look dumber than you did when you broke the rule. You understand what I'm saying? So, yeah, I I don't know, man. I don't know. I can't. I don't know what to say about him. I just think it is what it is, and um, he be alright. He said he gonna get. He gonna get come back better than ever. I hope so, pal. I hope so. Now. Back to some football that we can all gamble on, uh, legally. <laughs> um, the AFC West, man. We, I, I'm going to be placing a bet on who is winning the AFC West. I think, or who was like the games in AFC West, bro. The AFC West overnight, it was already a competitive division. But it always felt like it was the Chiefs, you know, it ran through the Chiefs. But I think the season showed us that it, it still kind of does, but it it could change. But now, with everything that's happened this week, the AFC West is indeed the best division in football, and it's going to be the most competitive division in football. This is insane, bro. I cannot wait for the season to start. Like, is it September yet? Legit, is it September yet? When 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 do we get the football season? Because as an NFL uh, Sunday ticket buyer, I I'm going to be watching all of these games. I can't wait. I literally cannot wait, bro. This division is going to be the best and most competitive for at least the next five or eight years. Like, it's no longer the Chiefs to lose. You know, they're going to have to earn that. Like. I think their their run that they've been on has been great, but I think it's over. And I'm not saying the Chiefs are dead. Now I did proclaim them to be dead before they went on that run. But I'm not saying I'm not saying they're dead now. I'm saying that 
they're going to have to do a little more than they're doing. And if they play like they did last, the first half of last season, and, you know, they still, they, 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 they found their stride and ended up going to the AFC title game. But it's going to be very, I think it's going to be more, way more difficult to do that this season. And I think they, they have to be on 100,000 every game, bro, especially when they play in the division. This is going to be crazy. I mean, because you look at the Broncos. The Broncos already had a good defense. And Von Miller may be coming back. He's already hinted at it. Uh, it's one of the teams that are in the mix for him, apparently. I, like, bro, they traded you last year. Like, all right, let's see Von. Look, we know we're not doing nothing this season, so we're going to send you to a contender, right? Go get you a ring, maybe. Come back home. We'll have something here for you when you get back. That's what the hell it looks like. They got a new coach. New quarterback. Not just anybody. They got Russell Wilson. They already had a good defense. They have pieces on offense with Judy, Sutton, Sutain, Melvin Gordon. All they needed was a quarterback, man. All they needed was a good quarterback. A legitimate, consistent quarterback. And now they have that. Russell Wilson, man. He's a guy, man. He is. I like Russell Wilson in the AFC. In the AFC. That's Sierra's husband in the NFC. But it's Russell Wilson over there now. Um, then staying with the Broncos, I mean, they're going to compete this year. They're going to compete. I'm not going to come on here and say it's Super Bowl or bust for them. You know, we have to see what other moves they make. And if um, Miller comes back, I'm not about to put that on them. I don't, I don't think they have to go to the Super Bowl this year. And this season is a wash. I'm not saying that. I just think that. I think they go, they're going to expect to have some success this season. Um, I think their first step will probably be winning the division. If they can win the West in one season, then, you know, we're, we're talking, right? Then I'm like, okay, you guys are on, on a great path to greatness. You understand what I'm saying? So, you know, the Broncos, they, they have the means to do it. Then you look at what's going on out there with the Chargers. We already know who the Chargers were. You know, they come in with Brandon Staley his first year. And, I mean, you know, I mean, damn, I mean, say that. We got, you know, Staley coming in again another season with him and him and Herbert and see what they do. We already know their offense, offense is high pot where they can put up points. You know, they, they, they re-sign Mike Williams. They keep him. So, don't got to worry about that. Then on the defensive side, they add Khalil Mack. Now, I have not personally seen Khalil Mack since, whew, what's that, opening night of his first game against the Packers as a Bear. I personally hadn't seen him in some time. That's me. I'm sure other people have seen him. But here, you know, as a Packers fan, I haven't seen him. So maybe he needed a change of scenery. <clears throat> He's back in the AFC West. Him and Bosa, man, wow. That's going to be crazy. Good luck with that, man. Seriously, good luck with that. Good luck. Good luck. So, I think the Chargers are going to be, they're going to be competitors this year. For sure. Especially in that division. Like, look, look at what's happening, man. There is a shift. There's a shift. And... Everybody made changes this offseason in the AFC West so far, except for the Chiefs. The Chiefs already feel like, you know, they are who they are. And all they have to do is be themselves. But I'm telling you, they have to be better than themselves this year. 
They have to be better than themselves this year. Yeah, that's it. That's all. Um, but yeah, man, this is this is crazy. Then you got Josh McDaniel going down there to Vegas, bringing his New England crew. They may breathe some life into Derek Carr and friends. Who knows what the Raiders do this season? But I believe they are a competitive team. They made the playoffs last year with Rich Passaccia leading the way after a tumultuous season on and off the field. So I think the Raiders only get better this season with a new coaching staff. Um, but this is all of, all of this being said, everything that I'm telling you about the AFC West, this is why I said Aaron Rodgers' best shot to finally get back to the Super Bowl is in Green Bay. He was never going to the toughest division in football to see Herbert, Mahomes, and Carr twice a year at his big age just to get to the tournament. Have to maybe see one of them again. Then you got to see Lamar, Allen, or Burrow. Like, no way was he doing that. No way was he doing that, man. No way. Do I want to play Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, and Jared Goff twice a year? Or do I want to play Patrick Mahomes, Herbert, or Carr twice a year? Yeah, I think I want to stay in the NFC North where I've been dominant for the last however many years. You understand? Like, you guys get that, right? So, why would he go want to go there? It would be harder to win, harder to win, harder to get to the playoffs. Come on, man. His best shot to get back to the Super Bowl is in Green Bay. Everybody knows that. He knows that. And that's why he's where he is, man. Be real about that. You gotta, yeah, as a, like, you have to be real about that. This is not like when Bade Manning went to the Broncos. No. And all he had to worry about really was Tom Brady. No. No, there's a lot going on in the AFC now. Especially in especially in the West, in that division itself. Um, you know, the AFC West is gonna be very interesting this season, and I'll say it now. You know, to AFC West may be rest, representing the conference in a big game next February. You know, and I don't think it's gonna be the Chiefs. I, I really I wouldn't I don't know, man. I, I don't know. The, any of these teams, they they have they have the facilities to make a run, but it's only March. It's only March. We know nothing. We know nothing right now. Nothing is known. It's only March. The draft hasn't even happened yet. We literally know nothing. We don't know what the free agents are going to do. Still a lot of offseason left before we're back at training camp. All right. So on paper, AFC West is going to be crazy. Know what else is crazy? The lockout. But it's over. The lockout's over. Baseball is back. Okay? Baseball is back. I don't know if you guys know that. Shut up. And don't think I'm mean to Izzy. I love Izzy. I love her. She's the best dog in the world. But it's just like she knows I'm trying to get this done. Why? No! I'm going to let you out after I'm done. Your mom's going to be upset with me. Oh, no. No. Shh. No. No. Anyway, baseball's back. All right. The MLB and the MLBPA have reached a new CBA agreement yesterday. Uh, it didn't feel like. We were going to get this, man. I, I really didn't know when we were going to see baseball again. I didn't think a deal would get done this month. 
let her know this week you know last time i talked to you guys it just felt like we weren't getting closer you know and then as the week went on this week you know things started to change and now we're here and 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 they finally got it done i'm happy for the players i'm happy for the fan all right okay man this is this is getting out of hand like why are you doing this though like why are you acting like this do you want to be a part of the show do you want me to get you a microphone do you have anything to say about the MLB lockout? Don't turn your head. You don't know what I'm saying to you right now. I'm not asking you questions. I mean, I am asking you questions. So you do have stuff to say about the MLB lockout. What do you have to say about the MLB lockout? So you're happy it's over. You're not happy it's over? Why would you stop talking? Oh, you only want to talk when I talk. You want to talk over me. That's not going to happen here. That's why I don't have a co-host. Yeah, see, no, that's disrespectful. Watch your mouth. Don't backtalk me. Don't backtalk me. Okay. I'll let you out. But you have to be good. You can't be, like, acting nuts like you just were. All right. Now, as I was saying, again, I'm happy for the fans. Um, happy for the baseball media, you know. Everybody, the players, I could give a damn about Man man Clown and the owners, but hey, I guess I'm happy for them too, right? But, you know, the season will start April 7th. The lockout is all over, and a lot of things got done for the players, and I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm glad that the MLBPA stood their ground and stood for what they believed in no matter how long the lockout went. They didn't allow any type of pressure to be applied on them where they settled for less or settled for things that they weren't fighting for. Um, we got increased minimum salaries. That was a big thing that they were um, talking about. So now, you know, minimum wage is up in MLB. Uh, that's a great thing because, guys, like I said, man, guys aren't seeing those huge contracts straight out the gate and um if the, if that's not going to be the case all right well can we at least eat well while we're down here you know what i mean um i got new pre-arbitration bonus pool to reward top young players in the game so they're going to try to get young players paid earlier you know the superstars you know uh try to get them paid earlier uh there's a raise in competitive balance tax thresholds um, now, they're going to have the widest ranging draft lottery in pro sports. I believe they're going to have an international draft. That's 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 pretty cool. That's pretty cool. You know, putting guys in the mix from different countries and everything like that. That's pretty cool. I like that. I like that. Because we got the, there's a lot of, you know, there's, there is diversity in baseball. There is. So that's that's a great thing. Uh, they've expanded the postseason to 12 games. I mean, excuse me, to 12 teams. Uh, so that's pretty cool, you know, bigger, uh, you know, and the, the top two teams, I believe, get a first round by. I think that's what I read. So that's pretty cool. Um, in a 2023, in 2023, a joint competition committee will be implementing changes like a pitch clock, base size, uh, defensive positioning and automatic ball and strike zone. That's cool. Um, the league minimum. All right, so right now, in 2022, it's been raised to 700K uh, from, what was it, six and some change. So it's the largest single-year increase in history. Um, and then by 20, it'll go it'll go up as the years go on. So by 2026, the league minimum will be 780K. 
That's nice, man. That's good. That's good, man. That's what it's all about, man. Getting getting those guys paid, bro, because they they deserve it. They deserve it. Like I said, I mentioned the international draft. Um, we still get a full season. We still get a full season. I think that was a big thing, too. Guys missing out on checks. So the first two series that they canceled, I believe they're going to be putting them at the end of the season. So, like, all right, the Orioles, their opening home series was supposed to be against my Blue Jays. So now the Blue Jays will be coming at the end of the season. So in September, I mean, they'll be here before then, but I, I do love some good September baseball. It's cooler. You know, it's fall. Fall is on the way. Like, yeah, I like that. That's why I wouldn't saw them uh, last season. So we still get a full season. Guys get their full checks. Uh, you know, it was about compromise. You know, the owners got some of what they wanted, but at a price. Um, the players got most of what they wanted. And, um, you know, everybody wins, man. The fans win. The players win. Uh, the owners win. Rob Manfred wins. Like, money is going to be made again. And the stadium workers win. The groundskeepers win. Everybody wins, man. You know, um, I think that this right here just shows that sometimes you, you got to stop the ball from rolling. You know, sometimes you have to throw a, a, a nail in the tire and stop stop things from happening, bro, and, and let people know what you want. If you don't let people know what you want, you know, closed mouths, they do not get fed. You have to speak up for yourself. You got to fight for yourself. And that's this isn't anything. This applies to anything. You know, you want that raise. Go say something. You want a different schedule? Go say something. You know, you, you you think you're being mistreated at work or at your job, wherever the case may be. Go say something, man. It does not hurt to say anything. And if you got to walk out, you got to go on strike. Hey, you got to go on strike. You know, it's not as easy as it sounds, but I'm sure this wasn't easy for the players, man. Missing out on, you know, baseball. Like, these guys love what they do. You know, they, they, they play a sport. And make money to do it. I'm I'm sure they missed the game. I'm sure they're happy as hell to have baseball back, man. This is this wasn't a vacation for them. These guys were trying, they're fighting for what they wanted and what they needed. And um, you know, players they apply their pressure, man. The MLB PA applied their pressure. It didn't look like. I think that the canceling of the games may have had an effect on how this started. To, you know, things started happening faster, but I don't think that had anything to do with the players. I think that was more so on the owners missing out on revenue money. I think they saw that the players were willing to keep going and keep going and cancel more. Cancel another one. Cancel two weeks of series. Cancel three. Cancel a month. Hell, we can start playing in July. Hell, we can start playing after the uh, where is the All-Star break supposed to be at. Matter of fact, we can start this season when football starts. That's how it looked, man. And, and I'm happy that it didn't get to that point. But I wouldn't have been upset if it did. Because I understood where they were coming from, man. You guys aren't going to make us, you know, continue to have us as pawns in this big game when we're not that. We're the ones that are on the road all year long. We're the ones that are playing this game. You guys are out 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 on the field, man. You guys are out here putting it on the line for this. No, we are. We are. So I understood exactly what they were doing. Um, and I was not mad at it. I think some fans were selfish in that, saying that the players were selfish. I think they were missing the point. I think that they weren't trying to understand the point, honestly. Um, and it's like, yeah, like, 
I don't know, man. I, I just didn't understand how players, I mean, how fans didn't side with the players in this thing. I didn't, I didn't get that, especially like they were trying to make the game better for us and for themselves. Like, how can you be, how can you be upset with that? Like, yeah, I get it. You guys want to see baseball. You guys want to go to the stadiums and everything like that. Like I said, bro, I, I'm right down the block from Camden Yards. I get it. I get it, but come on. You gotta you gotta have some uh empathy, compassion for what these guys were putting, you know, going through right now and what they were fighting for. You get me? Alright, you get me. Um, that's all I got for you guys this Friday, man. Happy Friday. I hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh it's supposed to be snowing here in Maryland tomorrow. Don't know how the weather's looking where you're listening. But I hope you guys enjoy the weekend. I'll be back next week. Um make sure you follow me on Twitter at Eric Lines TV. Oh, and follow NFL Sapient, man. I'm writing for those guys again. Well, writing for those guys now. Um, shout out to John. I'm excited about that. Back writing again, so I'll be posting my articles. You'll, you'll be seeing my articles more. Um, yeah, man. Um, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Uh, make sure you guys keep listening to the episodes. Repost, reshare, retweet, all that good stuff. Follow me on TikTok at Electrified Edits. Um, And for the 175th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.